Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we were thinking maybe we'd be able to bring you live uh, Bill Shatner as he steps out of the capsule. But he's still in the capsule. So uh, William Shatner, oldest person ever to be shot into space at age 90. and We t- assume is dead. <laughs> He might William be. Shatner, killed in the landing of the Blue Horizon penis rocket. So we just watched the capsule land there in the desert, and uh, as our executive producer Hanson said, hey, Bezos, how about you throw another parachute on that thing? Because it was coming <laughs> in pretty fast when it hit the ground. Um, unless they got spring-loaded seats, that would hurt. It's well, po- Your average semi has spring-loaded seats, so you'd think uh, Jeff Bezos' super cool Amazon space capsule, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos, would it? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. So they're at the capsule right now and, like, opening the doors and stuff like that. I hope uh, William Shatner isn't just a, pi- a puddle of goo at the bottom of the floor. Oh, that'd be so disappointing, especially for Star Trek fans. And live television. And his family. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll bring that to you when it happens. The bad news, and this is real news, this is actually something you ought to know about, is um, inflation looks like it's still a thing. Some bad numbers out today, and it continues. To, it, 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 fewer and fewer economists are thinking, no, this is just a bit of a COVID blip, and then we'll be right back out of it and back to normal. It's looking a lot more like, no, this is this is outside of all the other factors and could be around for a while, um, which I'm not excited about. Yeah, yeah that's not good. I mean, they can they can quell inflation with a giant rise in interest rates, which would hammer American consumers through the credit card debt or variable rate debt. It would harm uh, businesses and government's ability to issue bonds, uh, tank the housing market. Yikes. What have we wrought, friends? I don't know, but I uh, I hope smart people do smart things to get us out of that this mess. Uh, but right now we're discussing spending maybe five trillion more dollars uh, with a couple of bills at the end of this month. So this inflation uh, news might squash that a little bit. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, injecting another $5 trillion, and, and much more than that, honestly. You know, we got uh, some fair criticism the other day. Uh, let me uh, dig that up. Oh, that's the email from the lady whose dog really likes our show, uh, which is obviously, you know, a real compliment. We thank you for that. Uh, here it is. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Why your take on Janet uh, Yellen was off. Okay. Way off. First and uh, foremost, uh, Yellen said that past legislation should always be paid for. Um, uh, no matter how much reality changes the projected cost of certain legislation, I'm paraphrasing, but that was her top line opinion. That's one of the stupidest positions I've ever heard in my life. Are we supposed to ignore? Uh, this is from uh, Ted, I believe. Yeah. Uh, are we supposed to ignore the fact that Obamacare has raised costs by 50 percent instead of, quote, bending the cost curve down? Are we supposed to ignore the cost of Medicare and Social Security and not have those giant albatrosses factor into our spending adjustments, especially since the costs of the programs are quote-unquote paid for with so many gimmicks, so much fakery? As Joe has pointed out many times, well, Craig, the healthcare guru has, uh, they claim they'll save billions by paying less for Medicare expenses, then give yearly waivers to actually paying less for Medicare expenses. It's a giant shell game. Ditto for Obamacare. It was supposed to be saving the country money and bringing down premium prices. Um, etc. So he says that's that's part of how it gets, uh, how they get away with this 
profligate, dishonest spending well, is, well, no matter what the bill ends up costing, you got to pay for it. Well, her point was, and I agree with her when she was on one of the shows over the weekend, was the time to have these discussions is when we're passing the legislation. Yes. Not after it's already happened. Um, and I absolutely agree with that. We, we, we need more Congress people on the floor from both parties, you know, talking about how this bill or that bill didn't turn out to cost what they thought. Um, even AOC the other day said the whole top line number thing. She said that's always Washington, D.C. tricks. So discussing that is kind of pointless. Right. And, and Ted, while I see your point, the idea of the U.S. thereby defaulting on the debt or what have you is just not a good one. I think he would say, uh, well, you've got to alter the legislation immediately so it doesn't cost as much. But uh, Janet Yellen's take that you have to discuss this stuff at the time of the bill passing includes the fraud of what it's going to cost and how it's going to be paid for. Because every single congressperson who votes on one of those health care laws that says, we'll pay for this by uh, compensating heart surgeons $1.35 for open heart surgery. Every single congressperson signing onto that bill, voting for it, knows that's fraud. They just know they won't be called to account for it. They'll be out of office or, you know, the American people aren't paying attention. So I think both are true. The giant Coachella Music Festival is not going to require people to be vaccinated against coronavirus to gain entry to uh, the music festival. Kind of interesting. At the same time, in London, they've canceled uh, New Year's Eve fireworks for the second year in a row. So, with a crowd, anyway. So... I, I just think that's a measure of how much weaker the idea of liberty is in Europe as opposed to the United States. They are much more, much further down the road of being controlled in every way by their government, which is what you get with more socialist systems. Yeah. Uh, in spite of that, there are plenty of angry demonstrations against uh, the the restrictions. The idea All over that, the world. Oh, right, absolutely. Australia, the UK, France, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Germany's had a bunch of demonstrations. Um, the idea that you can't stand outside and watch fireworks in London because of the vid. When they've had virtually everybody who wants to get vaccinated vaccinated in that country, it's just there is no explaining it. It's, and, it's the cult of COVID fear. And they put 90,000 people in a soccer stadium every weekend um, and think that's okay for I know. Let's okay. See, that just renders it ridiculous or 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 crack pottery or something. I don't know. Maybe they just can't afford the fireworks over there in socialist uh, merry old England. By the by, worth mentioning. According to the New York Times tracker on this sort of stuff, new cases of the Chinese bat fever, 14-day average down 21% in the U.S. Deaths are down 4% and dropping, although it's still 1,900 a day. Now, I know some of you are saying, what are, how many of those are deaths with COVID as opposed to deaths from COVID? It's a legitimate question, but the overall trend line is moving in a good direction for reasons that have nothing to do with Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer or wearing a mask in a park or anything else. Well, dang it. We're coming up on November, and we still have almost 2,000 people a day dying. I would have never believed that March before last. I would have never believed that. So, well, um, you know, I'm I'm sorry for those who are math impaired. That's a, that's an annual rate of 700,000 people a year, right? right. Or is it 70,000? No, it's 700. Right. Good lord. Yeah, it's astounding. Um William Shatner's getting out of the spaceship and we'll uh, we'll hear from him when we come back. Also 
Walgreens or just convenience stores can't be open in two of the biggest cities in America, San Francisco and New York, um, for similar reasons. And it's just unbelievable that we're putting up with this as a society. Stay tuned for that story. Armstrong and Getty. So they launched an, uh, a, a giant TV star who's very old into space today, William Shatner, 90 years old. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how well this audio is going to translate to the radio. I'm watching it on TV. So I'll set it up just a little bit. So they, they've opened the capsule. Shatner gets out. And he's walking kind of slow and gingerly and everything. Like, he's 90 years old, for one thing. And uh, I got to say, just looking at it, the way it comes off is... Shatner's like a little emotional. He's a very old man. And Bezos and his why are you dressed like that girlfriend are really, really trying to make sure they're the focus of the shot. When all like MSNBC and CNN everybody really wants is to focus in on Bill Shatner, the TV star mm, and the right. oldest person ever going to space. And but the girlfriend's got to run over in the middle of it and get all over him and shug and like, who are you? Why are you hugging me? What are you doing? Um, you know, she's got to be the focus and you know, whatever. I, I, I find I found them very unlikable in this as you watch it. They just mm. come off as annoying. Um, and then uh, and, and Shatner's trying to, you know, he's a 90 year old man and he's kind of wobbling around a little bit. He's trying to stand there and he's getting ready. He wants to talk and the people are getting the microphones and and uh, Bezos has got to bring out of the champagne and him and the girlfriend high fiving and everything. But anyway, we'll listen to just a little of this. Champagne showers have begun. Smiles all around. Smiles are all around except for on William Shatner. He's kind of standing over to the side while Bezos and his girlfriend and all the other hangers-ons are doing their thing for the cameras. Whatever. Shatner taking in the moment clearly. (laughs) What you Everybody in the world needs to be. Everybody needs to see. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, the, the little things of weightlessness. But to see the blue cover and now you're staring into black that's the thing the covering of blue this this sheet this blanket this this comforter of blue that we have around we think oh that's blue sky and then suddenly you shoot through it all of a sudden and so you whip off a sheet off you when you're asleep and you're looking into blackness into black ugliness and you look down there's the blue down there and the black up there and it's it's just there is mother Earth and comfort, and there's—is there death? I don't know. Is that death? Is that the way death is? And it's gone. Jesus! Wow, that's pretty interesting. Wow, yeah, he's moved, obviously. Oh, yeah, and he's kind of tearful while. 
I won't say what our executive producer said, but <laughs> while Bezos's way too flirty girlfriend keeps like putting her arm around him and hugging him and stuff like, look, he's trying. He's being really profound. He's uh, broken up to the point of tears. Hey, get your tight sweater away from William Shatner and let him talk. About yeah. the philosophical wonders of having gone into space, all right? We've 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 seen your boobs. Yeah. They're lovely. Yeah, we, now we, let the old man talk to us about life and death and, and how being in space has affected his perspective, please. Yes, the important goal of Jeff Bezos having everybody see you and that you're his girlfriend now has been accomplished, so move out of the way and let the old man talk about how going into space affected him. So that's really interesting, I wasn't expecting him to say that. The uh, you look down there, and that's life and Earth, and up there, what is what is above us? Death, and is that is that what happens? It's just poof, and we're gone. That, that's some that's some interesting stuff right there. Wow, wow! It's a good thing he didn't have that attitude when he was commanding the Enterprise. Oh no, he wouldn't have been able to boldly go. He'd have wet his pants every time he spotted a Romulan spacecraft. Of course, it's not the first time he's had uh, hot women in tight shirts around him because that was a part, really a part of Star Trek. Yeah, at least this one wasn't green. Absolutely. Kirk, I mean, he evidently he was impervious to every space-based STD there was because he got around, baby. I wasn't expecting that sort of a uh, interesting, profound comment about what the trip into space meant to him. But huh. He really is a very thoughtful guy, Bill Shatner, especially for a Canadian. Am I wrong? Do we... <laughs> Do we need to shoot older people into space now? Even older people, or have we made our point now? Ninety is probably old enough. Yeah. Now, now is it young? What about ah, Betty it'd be White? Too, it'd be too scary to send kids up there. You know? Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I so agree what's with you, left? Michael. Did you shoot Betty White into space, or increasingly fat people? I don't know. Abe Vigoda around, or did he pass? Yeah. That may be one of the most searched questions on the internet. Is Abe Vigoda alive? <laughs> uh, come up, coming up. I want to. I want to talk a little bit about how they're closing five more Walgreens in the San Francisco Bay Area. They're having the same problem in New York City, and uh, at least the attitudes of some on the left about what's going on there. It's uh, it's troubling. It's troubling from the idea of are we ever going to be able to get this fixed? So. Well, and I think it's related to what we were talking about earlier. I guess it was the beginning of hour two, where part of the Democratic Party or just the left of the political spectrum is so willing to destroy anyone who stands up against them, including, you know, fellow uh, progressives. Situations like they have in the Bay Area and New York, where they are now closing stores by the dozens because there is so much crime. Anybody who dares speak the truth is afraid of being canceled, of having their 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 life, their career upended. So I, that may be one of the most important factors in America right now: the fear of the woke, uh, you know, goon squad. We we're talking a little bit, little bit ago about how they're shorthanded everywhere, they're out of stuff everywhere, the supply chain issue, including with employees. We got this text. My 16-year-old daughter just got her first job. Cool. Uh, junior in high school, and they booked her for over 30 hours a week because there are no other employees. So she got her first job, and she's working like crazy because there's nobody else there at the probably restaurant or Target or wherever it is. Oh, man, a 16-year-old who's in high school working 30-plus hours? That's brutal. Well, probably won't be able to do it. Uh, yeah, they're short-staffed everywhere, which, again, gets you to the whole, how do we have... All these people out of work and this many jobs and they can't hire anybody. You'd think that would solve itself, but it hasn't yet. Um, I saw the other day, was it 
Bank of America? I think it was Bank of America. Don't quote me if I was wrong. If you show up at a Bank of America, that they're paying, tw- they've raised their minimum wage to $21 an hour in an effort to try to get enough employees to be able to stay open. Right, right. Well, the big mega banks are making tons of bank, as it were, uh, during the current situation with the Fed doing what it's doing, pumping trillions of dollars into the economy. That sector, you know, stocks and, and, uh, and, and, and the money lenders and the bankers and all, they're making tons of money. They're going to jump Social Security up 5.9% in 2022. It's the biggest cost of living adjustment in 39 years because of these, uh, these inflation numbers that we've got and more bad numbers out today. So a 5.9% boost, biggest jump in almost 40 years for Social Security because you got to keep up with the cost of living. Otherwise, people are taking a pay cut. Well, and there are, there are a lot of political stories and issues that you have to explain to people, and there are subtleties, and they're getting so much spin from each side. Often people just slap their forehead. They don't know what to think about politics. But inflation is the one thing you don't have to explain to anybody. They see it, and they feel it every single day, and it hurts. Yeah, well, if you don't get a cost-of-living increase wherever you work, and most people aren't going to, you're going to take about a, what, a 4% pay cut this year? Something like that? Right. Yep. Exactly. Well, it's annualized at 5.4 this past month. The number's just out. And if you take a 5% pay cut, in addition, and uh, and everything's just getting more expensive every single day. Like you said, you, you notice it. It's the sort of thing you notice when you fill your car up with gas. It's like, how what? How much? Or you get your bag full of groceries. What? It's how much? Right. Hey, if you ever miss a chunk of the show, you can grab it Armstrong and Getty on demand at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The retail pharmacy giant Walgreens is set to close five stores in San Francisco due to rampant shoplifting and organized retail crime. It's um, insane. Like, Eddie, well, it also makes me feel bad that things are so bad for people that they have that this is happening. It's incredibly no. sad. No, it's not incredibly sad. They're criminals. Yes, it is. No, no, no. This has been happening for some time. <laughs> but we also want to be open and, 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 and charitable and mindful that Folk are out here hurting, even as 90-year-old men are flying into space. Wow, was that a pile of stupid. That's Eddie Gould. Oof. I believe he's a Princeton professor, Joe Scarborough, and his wife, Mika, on Morning Joe this morning. I'd seen the story last night that Walgreens is closing five more stores in the Bay Area, adding to the other 17 that they've closed in the last year or so, because they keep getting robbed blind, which we'll get into in just a moment. But the idea from Mika and that professor that what's sad here is that people are feeling so desperate that they're stealing. You really think that's what's going on? Oh, yeah. It's a recreation of La Miserables, where the poor guy just has to steal a loaf of bread to feed his family. No, it's giant organized crime rings that are operating with impunity, you numbskull. God, what a limousine liberal. She's the perfect example. Brought up in prep schools by her diplomat professor father. Tons of money, insulated, highfalutin, high society of D.C. her whole life, and she thinks these people who are robbing, in this case, Bay Area, California merchants blind are just, they're poor people. 
Oh, my God. It's happening in New York, too. We'll get to that in a second. So the San Francisco version of it, this is from the New York Post. San Francisco shoplifters have been emboldened by a referendum that lowered the penalty for stealing goods worth less than $950 from a felony to a misdemeanor, cops and prosecutors have said. That's funny. Cops and prosecutors don't seem to think it's people that are just desperate because of the evil economy we have. It's just people who want to steal stuff. Organized retail crime continues to be a challenge facing retailers across San Francisco, and we are not immune to that, the Walgreens spokesman said, so we've had to close five of our stores. Retail theft across our stores has continued to increase in the past few months to five times our chain average nationwide. During this time to help combat that issue, we've increased our investments in security measures in stores across the city to 46 times our chain's average. Wow. Yeah. In an effort to provide a safe environment, but it hasn't been enough. They shuttered 17 over the last five years, and now five more. You know, this reminds me of the whole food desert myth that uh, was such a big deal. Uh, to the extent that there are a lack of grocery stores in certain neighborhoods, it's because there's so much theft, you can't possibly make any money there. And uh, again, I invite Mika Brzezinski and crew, let's divide the country in two. In, in, uh, in, in Unicornia, you can keep going with those policies. I think we'll just keep the United States of America for our name, uh, for our half of the country. And in our half of the country, you shoplift, you will be prosecuted or you will get your ass kicked, or the family businessman is going to come to your home and if you're a kid and talk to your parents, and we will have law and order in our half of the country. Let's see how it goes. So is the is the problem is that you move you change it from a felony to a misdemeanor? Is just there are so many dang misdemeanors that committed all the time. They don't have time to ever get around to it. So basically, it's a nothing. Well, especially given that violent crime is is skyrocketed including murders. Yeah, the cops and the prosecutors have all sorts of time to, to prosecute uh, misdemeanor shoplifting. Come on. Well, and we've all seen the videos. So people just walk in, wipe the, sh- the, short, the, the, the shelf clean into a bag and walk out, and nobody even tries to stop them. So. Well, and then the, uh, the DAs in L.A. and San Francisco and New York, who George Soros funded their candidacy because he believes in this philosophy, uh, they will not prosecute anyway. Not if these people get caught 37 times. So it's an experiment in lawlessness. I just wish good, decent, honest people who know how insane it is weren't ca- caught up in it. It's happening on both coasts from the New York Post over the weekend. Third world the New York City drugstore shelves empty amid shoplifting surge, and they show... Completely empty shelves at, uh, at this is think this is a CVS. Thanks to a citywide shoplifting tsunami, bare necessities are now rare luxuries on drugstore shelves across New York City. It looks like the third world bemoaned one Manhattan resident who went to the CVS on 6th Avenue in Soho where there was no toothpaste, face wash, or hand sanitizer among the list of other items that didn't exist anymore. People are so poor they have to steal mouthwash. No, they just sweep it into their, their bags and resell it. The blame goes straight to the halls of power in Albany, said New York City top cop Dermot Shea. Insanity, the police commissioner tweeted last week in response to the New York Post report. No other way to describe the resulting crime that has flowed from the disastrous bail reform law. Serial shoplifters in New York, even if arrested, typically walk free the same day. Cases against them are often not prosecuted, as Joe was just talking about. Drugstores filled with aisles of small necessities offer an easy-to-harvest gold mine for thieves. Uh, they featured this one guy named Rodriguez, who allegedly who allegedly stole from Walgreens stores 37 times, lifting everything from protein drinks to soap, baby formula to body lotions, and often simply filling up a bag with items, then walking out the front door without paying. 
So Mika Brzezinski would tell us this poor guy's skin was so dry and he's so poor, he had to steal the body lotion. Or his breath so bad. Right. And he's so poor. I swear to God, what, what is it? Is there gravity in your world, Mika? Are there planets and do they go around the sun? What's it like there? I don't, I don't blame her, really. If I'd grown up the way she grew up, I'd, I wouldn't know any better either. Way too many of the people who report on this or legislate on it have no life experience that would would, would bring them to reality. If you don't yeah. know who Mika Brzezinski is, her dad, uh, what was his first name? Zbigniew. Zbigniew Brzezinski was uh, National Security Advisor under Jimmy Carter. But anyway, she grew up in that lifestyle. And no, she she she's never been around enough people to know some people suck. Or her kid, she hasn't gone to the kind of schools, or her kids haven't gone to the kind of schools, where you come to realize some people just suck. There's no good reason for why that kid just destroyed your school project. It's because he sucks. <laughs> well, he's, he's angry, or he's just a predator, or he's a sociopath, or whatever. People find out they can steal, and they steal. Um, NYPD reporting on the uh, New York City version of this. There are 77 other thieves right now walking the streets in New York with rap sheets of at least 20 or more shoplifting charges, says the NYPD. Yep. Oh, my God. 77 people that have been charged 20 or more times walking the streets. And, and friends, I want you to be the jury on this statement. And, and this has to do with the fact that, uh, I mean, for instance, the other day, a, a poor lady, 71 years old, murdered by a guy in Houston who was out on bond for a, wait for it, murder. Okay, so now two victims. Are they going to uh, bond him out again on this one or, or no bail or whatever? So the excuse is that, well, with COVID, it's uh, you know unsafe to be in the city jail or to have people in a prison or whatever, so we have to let them all out. Here, Here's how it's going to go in the U.S. of A., not Brzezinskiville or Unicornia. Hey, criminals, there's a lot of COVID about, and it seems to be spreading in the jails. If you commit a crime, we're going to put you in a jail, and you might get to COVID. So you might think twice about committing crimes. End of statement from your governor. Turns out there's a downside to being in jail. Right. Now, who's with me on that? Is that cruel and inhuman or, or, or you know, oppressive? Or is it simply stating reality? Don't break the law if you don't want to go to jail. New York City has seen over 26,000 complaints of retail theft in the, uh, since September 12th, the most ever recorded, as long as they've been keeping statistics. The New York Post visited dozens of CVSs, Walgreens, and other stores and found uh, the same shocking situation for all of them. Large swaths of barren shelves, in some cases frighteningly empty of almost every imaginable need. Cereal, batteries, hand... Boy, the poor the poor and down and out don't have batteries. Uh, hand wash, diapers, paper goods, baby formula. Good luck finding tampons. Each post... Visit revealed almost none on any of the shelves. Um, when will these major retailers find the cajones to band together and say these policies are a disaster? And it, and the stores that are open, you've probably had this experience in a big city. All you're buying is toothpaste, but you got to go find a store worker 
which they have a shortage of, to come over with a key and unlock it so you can get a freaking tube of toothpaste. Right, yeah. Well, we're turning into a third world country. That's not alarmism at all. That's the way third world countries operate. You have to be buzzed in and out of every single business sure. as they look for you know thieves and, and, and other sorts of criminals. So now 22 Walgreens have closed in San Francisco Bay Area in the last few years? Five more just recently? And morons say things like, it's just tragic that they're so desperate. See, that, that's my concern is that there are too many people that believe that. They're just so desperate that they have to steal. Look, this economy is great. Capitalism is the best system anybody's ever come up with. And this is good, as good as capitalism gets. So you got to come up with a workaround because there is no system that gets any better than what we've got right now. No. So you Except gotta be in the to, imagination of the socialists. you got to be able to have a drugstore in the neighborhood where you can go get razors, toothpaste, tampons, or whatever you need. It just has to for society to exist. So as alert listener Todd points out, in the face of this meltdown of civilization in San Francisco, the mayor, London Breed, told the criminals on local television to understand, quote, your mother, your grandmother, your relatives depend on places like Walgreens. Please stop stealing. And as Todd says, in London's demented world, it makes more sense to politely ask the criminals to stop versus holding them accountable through law and order. What a gem. Good luck, San Francisco. And then one more thing that uh, professor on there who said, and now we're shooting a 90-year-old into space, um, because we've been talking about William Shatner going into space today, successfully up and down. Seems to be uh, okay. Uh, We'll have more from him later. But uh, I I would like to him to explain that in more detail. So if Bill Shatner didn't go into space, how is that going to help the shelves of the Walgreens? I don't quite get the connection on all this. <laughs> well, it's a vague notion that, well, Jeff Bezos, instead of blasting Bill Shatner in space, would should have taken whatever mo- that cost. Should give money to the people who are robbing Walgreens? Yes, and so they can get body lotion and batteries <laughs> and mouthwash. Oh, oh boy. So they're not dry, stinky, and then they're, uh, I don't know, they're, they're, <laughs> what do people use batteries for these days? Everything, I guess. So their flashlights work. There they sit, flaky skinned, foul breathed, and with dead flashlights. No wonder they're angry. An unbatampond. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, speaking of uh, body parts, some of them uh, slightly embarrassing in polite company, uh, a couple of uh, medical notes. Good news for your depression, bad news for your vajayjay. Stay with us. <laughs> From the science desk. That's a good tease. Next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The floodgates opened last night with a New York Times report detailing even more troubling emails showing Gruden using offensive language to insult NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, also calling the league's first openly gay player, Michael Sam, a queer. Damn, this dude hit everybody. It's almost like he was competing in a cancellation decathlon. And I, and I can't believe I have to say this, but but people... You should not be writing racist emails. Just get up, walk over to your coworker's desk, and say the N-word in person. It's called human interaction, people. Have we forgotten this? Huh? That's not a bad point, actually. Um, 
Although Gruden didn't do that. No, 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 he didn't. Yeah. He didn't, right. um, which is definitely worth pointing out. But uh, I was listening to a good podcast yesterday. It, Charlie C.W. Cook, if you don't know who he is, he might be my favorite pundit. But he was making the argument about um, we've got to be able to have private conversations. We just have to be able to have private conversations. And everybody says things in private conversations that they wouldn't say in public conversations. Everybody. And if you deny that, you're well, you're lying. Well, yeah, or, or you're crazy. Everybody tailors their conversation differently depending on their audience, whether it's the public or their best buddy. And again, to deny that is brutally dishonest or just incredibly foolish. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll get more of a chance to talk about that later. Got this note from Nate on the topic of Gruden real quickly, then we'll get to the world of science. Again, good news for your depression, bad news for your vajayjay. Uh, I just read an article on ESPN <laughs> that said uh, people uh, who enabled John Gruden should all be fired, all be canceled. The author of the article wants to see everyone that replied to Gruden's emails to, and see who enabled this kind of talk so they can be removed as well to get rid of this kind of mentality in the NFL. We have officially started the witch hunts and soon-to-be witch trial in the future from all those who have committed wrongs, whether real or tacitly, in other words, by not doing anything, but, sins of uh, omission. But has anybody come forward and, and claimed in any way that they were treated differently because of their race or gender or orientation or anything like that? I don't think so. No, not a single one. Uh, you know what? Keyshawn Johnson is no fan. As long as we have the clip, let's play clip 15. He's a football star. He played for John Gruden at one time. I didn't know that, that John would say things like that and, and put them in an email. He just always been a fraud to me he just always been a fraud to me never never from day one he's been a used car salesman okay that, that's, all right that's not nothing. a fan that's not all right that is nothing can't believe you wasted our time with that michael i blame you even though i called for the clip <laughs> so a few notes from the world of science the science desk first of all there has been uh, there have been a couple of really interesting uh, covid announcements lately the new merck pill the antiviral which cuts a uh, death and hospitalization by 50% uh if you take it early ish that's great uh, a, a couple of studies from a couple of different countries did the following. When somebody got diagnosed with COVID-19, it's the whole, hey, your test is positive. That's funny. I just have the sniffles. They were sent home with one of those pulse oximeter deals. It's those little thing, clampy things you put on your index finger to measure your blood oxygen level. And we're told, look, if it gets below uh, 95%, call your doctor. And if at any point it's below 90%, go right to the emergency room. Well, that awareness that they were getting worse, even though they didn't realize they were getting less and less oxygen to their system, which is one of the weird things about this. You go from, I feel great, I feel great, I feel great, to, oh, my God, I can't breathe. Mm. Your oxygen levels have been declining during that time. You're just unaware of it because it's slowly and subtly. But having that oximeter cut the death rate by 50%. Wow. Because people knew they were getting worse and could I, address it. I don't think those things are particularly expensive either. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I uh, read this article before the show this morning. I bought one for $19 online. You're just going to wear it all the time. It's winging its way to me all the time. Well, I, I bought 10 of them, one for each finger. I'm going to walk around like some sort of crazy oxygenated robot. You're like Edward Scissorhands with oxygenators. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's good news, interesting news uh, from medical science. Have you heard of the 
It's it's a procedure for menopausal women. It's a laser treatment to the 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 lady privates. Your you who um, your you who to rejuvenate the, the vajayjay. Um, allegedly restoring. Be um, like it's nineteen again. Well, yeah, and and it it helps with uh, painful sex problems later in life too. So you know it's it's not a joke. It's not a uh, a cosmetic procedure. It's a medical procedure, but they found out they did a big study, and uh, the gals in the real group uh, that got the uh, treatment almost exactly the same results uh, uh, reported as the the placebo group. There's no proof it did anybody any good, so that's too bad. Uh, and then finally, this <laughs> that's too bad. That's the latest in happy VJJ news. Well, it's, it's if you're looking for a happier VJJ, it's too bad. I sympathize, and I hope you can uh, you know achieve the results you're looking Dang for. Some it, other my way, VJJ but... really had a spring in its step, but it must have been the placebo effect. Well, right, but if it works, you know, if, if your VJJ is happy, be happy. Uh, but uh, they aggressively market this treatment, and it's fairly expensive. Uh, gotcha. is the thing, and so this is just a little consumer alert. But this is really this is terrific uh, news about uh, severe depression, an electrical impulse implant very small that sits in the skull and is wired to the brain can detect and treat severe depression u.s scientists believe after promising results uh with early patients the way this thing works is that um the brain they figured out in a very particular part of the brain puts out signals when it's doing the wrong thing and i don't have time to get into all the detail and i'm not a neurologist uh but this thing turns on immediately and automatically when the depression stuff starts to happen this one patient said when the implant first turned on my life took an immediate upward turn my life was pleasant again within a few weeks suicidal thoughts disappeared wow Uh, the device has kept my depression at bay allowing me to return to my best self and rebuild a white a life worth living i mean every time it flips on i wet myself but hey it's a trade-off tell you what if you got severe depression you'd take that all day long yeah that's wild yeah i wonder how readily available that will be and when Soon, I hope. I don't know. Armstrong and Getty.